0: do you love her?
1: You care for her? You care? Yeah. Okay. So shouldn't she make the decision on who she marries? But there's only uh, two hours left before she will be with this man.
0: That's two hours? You got two hours to stop it. Yes. Find your baby and tell her she don't have to do that.
1: Thank you so much. Okay, I will go. Okay. Uh, One last thing Will you be my new black wife?
0: No, sir, I cannot be your new black
1: wife. Okay. welcome 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 to uh, best of order presents see it or skip it as today we're talking about borat number two uh borat two subsequent movie film i think is the title my name is ian
0: and i'm ethan
1: and that's it we got ourselves a, a boys night boy's night yeah was not as, not as big of a boy i almost said a little boy's night and i went that doesn't sound right nah. so i'm not gonna leave that one alone but but yeah and then the joys of live recording where someone pings you a message on facebook as you're as you i'm like <laughs> i'm not i'm not redoing it so here we are um borat two subsequent movie film um and to be honest with you i mean i don't know what your situation i mean i was stunned ethan stunned i couldn't even told you that borat 2 was up for a golden globe let alone then it came across the wire of it at one and i was absolutely floored um had you seen this ethan before um before the the golden globe win was announced
0: yeah, I saw it the uh, the day it came out. My friends and I were like making a joke about it. Um, about oh yeah, we'll watch the first one the night before and then watch the second one the day after because we just thought it'd be it was a weird time capsule of 2020. And we finished it and went, huh? This might get a Golden Globe because there's no nothing else. And yeah. lo and behold, it did.
1: It's. Oh, stagger oh, not staggering it was just such a surprise for me it wasn't something i looked yeah. at and went awards award bait it wasn't that sort of a thing and of course we you know sasha baron cohen um who who also won for best actor for this um mm-hmm. made some announcements about the uh, or made some some comments about the lack of black representation on the hollywood forum press mm-hmm. um which like you have to enter your film into these award ceremonies they don't just pick you. You have to enter. So it was, it was a little bit odd. I'm going. Did you not know this before you entered it, or 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 what, or what's the dealio here, Mr. Sasha Baron Cohen? I agree with his statement. We absolutely definitely need more representation in the Hollywood foreign press, and just more representation in the film industry. Sort of, you know, want to be in the room where it happened, kind of concept. You know, we we need we need a variety of voices in those places um it just struck me as a little bit of a of a surprise when 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 that occurred if, it, if it's an institution you didn't believe in then then why on earth would you submit your film
0: i think it's one of those things that he's trying to get a platform sasha baron cohen's surprise because he ends up he's actually like a very openly like political person which very much what so. i was, yeah i never would have i never guessed that before because of like all his other films but then getting older i've actually seen him be a lot more vocal and, like, and in the know about it.
1: And maybe this is the quagmire of Sasha Baron Cohen is the idea that he plays these characters. I'm thinking all the way back to Ali G, yeah. which was misogynistic, which was in many cases slut shamey, um, which, which had uh, uh, how much can you excuse by going? No, no, no. It's my character. I'm doing a satire that if, if I may, that only works if the audience is aware what you're doing is a satire. And Ali G, I think, was picked up by a large number of people who saw him as a role model rather than a satire. And um, so this is the danger of things like... Um, I haven't seen Bruno, just to be 100% upfront. Bruno's,
0: Bruno's an experience, I'll give it that. It's it's very... It is on like a lot of homophobic jokes, but not in a like negative way, just in stereotype.
1: Yeah, which I think Borat does with misogyny not with not with not so much with objectification of women but just misogyny and with um ethnocentrism if not flat-out racism
0: yeah Yeah. and a lot a lot of anti-semitism which i guess the whole past is because he's he is jewish himself but there is so there's so much of it and i understand why yeah but it, it was the thing sort of you said before but I, if we ever talk, we're ever we talk going to talk about just Borat 1 for a second as well, I never liked it when I was younger until I saw it now, and it suffers the same issue that I think the in-betweeners has, which is a lot of people that see those things don't understand that the joke is that it's making fun of the person doing it and not the actual joke itself. Yeah, it's not sort celebrating the characteristics to, we yeah.
1: see. It's a commentary against those things, but if you lift yeah. them up to be – yeah, I think if you're thinking is – the, is the character's name Jay? On, Jay, on the in betweener's, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: he's so he's so misogynistic. He's so like awful in every single way, and people go, "Oh, I'm like Jay. I get that. Like, I'm I go all all the puss, the push, blah, but like it, it's that same kind of thing." And I think for a big thing, I didn't like Borat for a while just because it was a lot of people who thought that was the joke and I thought that was the joke and until I got older and went oh no, this is the kind of person that it's supposed to make fun of in this climate now.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I only watched Borat 2, uh, sorry, Borat 1 the night before I watched Borat 2 <laughs> I went, Was I that can't, your first time it. Yeah, I, went, I can't go into wow. this blind, I need to know what Borat is about, which is interesting then, because my first take on Borat and we, this, this is going to be a, a, a review on Borat uh, subsequent movie film but yeah. I felt that in order to get what the subsequent movie film was, I had to see what the what's the opposite of subsequent anyway, pre-sequent? I don't know. The the the, the initial movie film anyway was. Um, And so I gave that a watch and I found myself laughing out loud. I did. I found myself laughing out loud. Although a large part of it was was shock humor.
0: A lot of shock
1: humor. Yeah, there's there's um, this concept that once you put a, a media text out into the universe, you lose your ability to control the interpretation or or, or, or the reading thereof. You've lost that. The I minute mean, it's out there, it's out there, and uh, you can hope that they will give you a pref- the preferred reading. And uh, this is a guy called Stuart Hall who came up with this. And the preferred reading, Sasha Baron Cohen would, would have us see on on Borat and, and Borat too, is that we would see the satire clearly. Um, then you've got something in the middle called an op, uh, sorry, a, a negotiated reading, which means okay, I don't like what you've done here, but I still think I get your overall point. Or I don't like you being so preachy, but I found it an enjoyable film. Those are both kind of negotiated readings. Yeah. And then your oppositional reading, which which Georgia talked about when we did when we did um spotting a couple of weeks ago and some other things along the way, where she goes, this has gone so far in the other direction, I've turned on the movie and therefore everything and you lose what could be a really salient point because of your uh, of your reading of various things not lining up with what sasha Baron cohen and his production team obviously intended um i found borat one to be a series of sketches or little snippets or skits and the big thing was how much are people in on the act so first of all i thought they were actors and then as it went on i went I don't really think I can buy this as actors. I think there's some scenes which are actors and there's some scenes which are him uh, sort of uh, bouncing off of real life people, but he's in character. I think that's more or less what happens in, in the first Borat. To a lesser degree in Borat 2, I think in Borat 2 it's largely the latter. I think it's largely him bouncing off of people who are unaware.
0: Yeah, there's this scene in the first one where he's just on like the party bus with like the young college uh, guys. Yes. And He's just talking so openly and casually about, like, awful things that they get okay with talking about those same things that they usually wouldn't talk about.
1: So it's sort of just
0: getting it to a point where they feel comfortable saying what they actually Oh, were the frat
1: boys legit?
0: Yeah, they were legit. Oh, I thought they were the most
1: cliched frat boys ever. I was watching
0: an interview because, like, after – there was this weird Borat Borat resurgence, like, in October when the film came out. And I was watching some old interviews. It was like, this was real. This was real. This was real. And he had, like, a psychology behind it, which is – say the most awful things he can possibly say because whatever they'll then want to say that they actually believe won't be as bad as what he said so then when he says the awful things to the frat boys they're then like oh no we can be kind of racist it's a we safe can be space really yeah.
1: especially once you add the alcohol into it
0: oh yeah like <sighs> it's it's, it's cl- clear for takeoff like for them to say whatever they want to
1: yeah that's, that's a nice little uh, nice little pitch mm. for our cleared for takeoff uh, thing a most recent one on gray's anatomy coming out uh i don't know it was already out sorry uh and, yeah. then we've, got, and we've got the next one down down uh, here's a little i'll uh, give this away for free the next one in the lineup is ozark uh liam and i are going to talk about ozark on netflix so nice. that's gonna yeah i'm looking forward to that one uh and then finally i'm gonna watch something i haven't seen before but anyway there's 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 that lot so uh, i guess let's talk about now we've got the sort of the the background I mean, is, is it apparently borat one was the most successful mockumentary of all time so therefore 14 years later we get borat subsequent movie film i don't know as we do if see it or skip it i don't do a lot of research on these ones it's more or less let's just watch something and have kind of our first blush off the cuff sort of um reactions to it Uh, i would assume this was not intentionally designed to be a release on amazon i could be wrong
0: no this was supposed to come out in cinemas um because they started filming this at the beginning and then covid happened so they they, they rewrote the entire plot halfway through
1: yeah it felt like they had to pivot pretty hard at one point yeah which uh, i think
0: was interesting because it is it's just it is a time capsule of the year and a half, yeah. which i thought was great especially for what borat was supposed to be for that for that film
1: yeah and you're off and you're having mass gatherings you're doing this you're doing that and then the streets are just empty and when he said why are the streets empty and i'm thinking through all the reasons in my head Mm. and not one of them was covid
0: well that was the reason i was interested in this film because the trailer came out and i watched the trailer and i went okay cool because i thought it was just like it was a political thing about the presidential election and then halfway through it goes into covid i'm like oh Okay, now I want to see this, because this is the best combination ever during like the anti-mask period of America that they were just going through when the trailer came out.
1: So, what we're going to do here, over the next, um, roughly, hour, is we're going to give you guys first the spoiler-free version of our review of Borat. We'll talk about things that we liked, things we didn't like, in a spoiler-free context, and then sort of say, you know... Of, we'll give you our verdict, whether we would see it or whether we would skip it. And then um, after, the, we'll have a little spoiler break. And then afterwards, uh, then everything's fair game. And we're going to talk about everything. So if you've seen the whole thing, or maybe you want to listen to the first half, go watch it and then engage with us more in the second half. All those things are good. So those are the rules by which Ethan and I always try to It seems to be me and you a lot on the theater skip it. Yeah. And I think we're always doing the dance of how much can I say or how much can I not say? And some films are really easy. Uh, one night in Miami, for instance, was a really easy one I found yeah. to talk about. Tenet, without not. <laughs> Tenet was impossible.
0: It's so weird. I was like, when you said that just now for the spoilers, like there aren't that many spoilers in Borat Two. Oh, there are a couple of spoilers in the, Borat. There's a too, couple which of spoilers a in Borat. a weird Borat thing too. to say.
1: Yeah. So, um, let's maybe talk about what we liked about Borat. Uh, about Borat Two. I'm sitting here looking at the poster because I've got the IMDb page up just yeah. for actor names. And I've, I've seen this poster here with, with, with Sasha Barrett Cohen and he's adopting the mankini uh, thing that he had from the first one. But rather than this yellow huggy thing, it's, 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 it's a mask and it's oh, where masks that. save life. And, uh, very, very funny, very irreverent, very topical. I think it's, yeah. and I think one of the things I do like is the idea that this felt like a film of 2019, 2020. This felt like it's yeah. still applicable to me here and now. And therefore, uh, his finger is, on the pulse i know there was um and this is not just in the case of covid uh there's conversations about republicanism and donald trump and other big news items or big faces of the day there was a conversation about jeffrey epstein there was conversation about mike pence and so these are situations that uh about giant rallies Uh, in support Mm. of far-right, Republican, alt-right, you might even say, kind of gatherings, or the alt-right becoming mainstream right, like really kind of interesting sort of stuff.
0: There's a lot of, because that was right when Parler was was popping up as well, I think. They even have like a couple of people on Parler when they uh, like look for people.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so, um, yes, yeah, so the first thing I really liked about the film was the fact that it did feel current and engage with conversations that we're all having. Granted, this in like 19 levels of hyperbole beyond the conversations that we're having. But the idea about, you know, how serious was COVID? We can all remember these conversations when it first popped up. How Mm -hmm. serious is it? Uh, How how can we control this thing? We're fairly sure we've got this control. Whose fault is it? Uh, How can I stay safe? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Um it, it's all the same ideas, just with the dial turned way up. And when Borat is doing things or discussing things that I'm discussing, it almost glamorizes my own life to a certain degree. And so yeah. um, that part, I might say, is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I'm going to give myself, I think. <laughs>
0: It it was it was interesting, because I, I enjoyed this whole... There are a lot of callbacks that made sense for, like, why they're doing this now. And, like, the whole... I don't... Because this is explained in the trailer, because it's the first title of the film, which is just... They're trying to get to America to sell Borat's daughter off to, to Mike Pence. Yes. And that's their that's the whole sort of first reason to get to America because I love that
1: this is because Borat disgraced Kazakhstan with the first film he's been doing hard time and I think this is okay to say he's been being punished for his crimes and then this is his get out of jail literally get out of jail free (laughs) card if he can give a a a bribe to um the president and the bribe eventually uh sort of vice president Mike Pence and the bribe eventually ends up becoming his daughter and that is sort of the 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 goal for the film Is how can we make this happen?
0: Yeah, which I thought was was a good. It's it's a very Borat thing because it was the first one is just in the first one it's just to get to Pamela Anderson. I think. Well, in this one it's eventually. Yeah,
1: yeah, that becomes the thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: which I thought was was because it made it very topical in a way and like it was never just oh he's bad for this but they w- they then show like different reasons as to why
1: if I'd say I think the second yeah. one is helped by the sense it's got a sharper focus on number one number one's a yeah. bit broad especially yeah. before the Pamela side plot or plot but it, I don't even know which one to describe it as because it goes a long time before it introduces the Pamela Anderson sort of mm. sort of thing but it's just kind of a series of sketches and then they go okay maybe we should do this this one had a bit more of a focus from the off which i appreciated so as far as that went i was good with it also i was good with the young lady who played uh borat's daughter who was maria bakalova who's bulgarian yeah i
0: thought, yeah, I thought she was i thought they were both great they had a nice a nice chemistry i think uh there were lo- loads of people that auditioned for this and she was like the the num the final auditionee and she was just perfect like had great comedic jobs he said
1: i wouldn't be surprised because there's something in psychology called serial position effect
0: oh yes have you
1: heard about this yes yes. okay so serial position effect anybody who doesn't know out there is the idea that really if you're going for a job interview or you're or some sort of thing where you're gonna be selected or even if the things about you remember in your own life we remember the first thing and we remember the last thing and the last thing you want to be is somebody in the middle because they all get sort of lumped into one and so whether it's a season of a television program, you probably really remember season one, you probably really remember the the, the the final episodes, but you don't remember the stuff in the middle. And so same with a job interview or things like American Idol, where, you know, they're also the last person we see today, and they almost always end up, it seems, getting through because it's just that thing that ends up sort of um, being appealing. So I'm not surprised to hear uh, that she was the last one they saw, that being said. Uh, She she was really, really good, especially for comedy. I mean, there were moments where it was heartfelt and there were moments where I was surprised how much of the heavy lifting they let her do on her own.
0: Yeah, I I did like it because it's there's a sort of a subplot and subtext of like female empowerment and the idea of like women taking over different roles. And it's done in such a way that is like respectful, but also satirizes people's like negative beliefs and positive beliefs towards it, which I thought was nice.
1: Yeah, I also like the fact she doesn't get everything spot on right. There's a couple of things that she's yeah. misinformed for, and that was good in the sense that it's not I think it speaks to our collective need to be diligent and again not remember, not just embrace the first thing we hear, no matter how appealing yeah. it is to us. We can talk more about that after the break. I'm sure also interesting because Sasha Baron Cohen goes into this knowing exactly what he wants to say. It's his vision, yeah. it's his mission, if you will, to say these things. She's an actress. And so, for her to sort of pick up the ball on that and do as well as she did, uh, and that's not a, that's not a, I'm not trying to be patronizing there. She should she should do really 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 well. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially as an unseen, I, I think it's important you you cast an unknown in this role though, because otherwise it's just another role they're doing.
0: Yeah, and also like it's easier for people who might know who that person is. to Go, oh, that's so and so. You're doing the Borat film, but if it's just a random girl. It's so much easier for people to just fall into into the groove and not realize what's going on. Yeah,
1: you spend your disbelief, especially with a film that always has you teetering on the edge of, how much of this is legit? Yeah. Are these people in on it? What's the deal? And so, um, but I, I think I have to say, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen is... <sighs> I have a really hard time with Sasha Baron Cohen overall as an actor. I don't really ever rate him that highly. Uh, I thought he was tremendous in um, Les Misérables. Yeah, uh, maybe it's just his choices. Uh, I thought he was really, really good in this. For especially when you hear some of the stories about the fact that he was with certain people for days and days and days, and yeah, doesn't yeah. and doesn't break character. So mm. some of these scenes where he's the people around him are clearly being set up, and we can talk about the ethics of that. I, th- I think we should talk about the ethics of that. Oh, yeah. But the idea being that he's in there 24-7, not breaking character, and what is that like? So um, I-, I-, I do think, however, though, that it- it's clearly his vision. He knew what he wanted to do, and at times in situations that put him in significant personal danger.
0: Oh, yeah, I've heard some, some crazy stories from just filming Borat 2 that made me go, wow. He there was, there was some footage I think he released on Conan, which, like, very close to death
1: there was there's a giant rally he attends mm. and um, as the story goes there's a group protesting the rally and the group yeah. protesting the rally caught on that Sasha Baron Cohen is there in a in, in character and they start yeah. laughing and it's their laughter which ends up um, tipping it to the members of the rally and then it turns on him so yeah. um which which actually the rally in whole, as a whole, I think is a really is a really funny scene, and I really, really. Oh, it's, it's one of my highlights.
0: The, the song is an earworm.
1: Oh, well, the song is, is ridiculous. Really I almost bad. used it. I almost used it and went. <laughs> it's it, it's that dangerous thing I was talking about at the yeah. start, though, where I go because I thought about it and went. There's a chance if someone only listens to the first sixty seconds, they're not going to get that it's satire if I yeah. lead with that song. So the I bad thought. Thing
0: is, I know there are people who genuinely take that song as like legitimate. Because my friends and I, after we listened, watched the film, we were like, "Oh, it's such a catchy song! Let's like have it playing like while we do some video games." And someone did like an honest to god serious cover of it, like yeah. proper. It was like American Man '98, and it's just oh cool. Like they genuinely believe that.
1: Yeah, this is the this is the hard part about satire. I Remember, I was at university once. And we were reading something called A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift. And it's, it's clearly a piece of satire. Mm. And I'm sitting there with university. like This is like a second year course. This isn't like your first. I don't think it's first year. I'm sure it's a second year course. And so theoretically, this should be only history majors in the room. And the 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 premise of the the only podcast who's bringing Jonathan Swift and A Modest Proposal <laughs> <laughs> into Borat too, but um, the theory is that he says that I've got a solution on what we should do to save because he's writing to the Irish people. He said, "Let's sell our babies to the English for food." because after all, good baby weighs about this much, and I'll help feed the English at the same prep. It'll, it'll take away some of the burdens on our population, and the English have been eating the Irish for years. Why not get some money out of it? And the professor just assigned the reading, and I'm sitting there in class for about 20 minutes as people are just like railing about how inappropriate this pamphlet is. And finally, I couldn't help. my. I couldn't, I raised my hand. I saw the prof and went, like, th- I said, this is satire, right? And he went, That's it. But 20 minutes of people in university, Mm -hmm. people who you look around, you think, if you're in university, you must be intelligent. I'm here to say, they ain't. And so, but it's this kind of idea where you're going, like, satire is such a slippery slope in the sense of, what happens if people don't see them for the parody they're supposed to be, but actually turn they turn into a rallying symbol. And and we've got more of more, you know, more of a just borat for this. I mean, you can think about, you know, uh, Peter Griffin and Family Guy. You can mm-hmm. think about uh, Archie Bunker and all the all in the family and the, the celebration of, you know, racist kind of right wing, misogynistic I mean, old world tendencies.
0: Hell, I've been I 'cause American Guy is now on Star, so I went, okay, I'll give that a shot because I'd never seen it before. And my girlfriend like American
1: I, Guy you know, or American Dad?
0: American Dad. Thank you. Because I've been watching both. Um, and my girlfriend like raves about it, and she's very, very left-leaning. And she was like, yeah, it's a great satire. And I'm watching going, okay, I see this now, but there are people that I know who will rave about no, it the same think, way they rave about Family Guy. They'll and think it's, it's reinforcing so, their belief it, system, yeah, yeah. It really teeters because it was 2005-ish that American Dad really... Came out and it's so on that like pivot of I know it's a joke and I get that now in 2020, but some people really want
1: not to go too far off, but it was like Barney Stinson and How I Met Your Mother, where in the first couple seasons he's clearly a satire of that creepy Hmm. guy, and then somewhere along the way, when he becomes the most popular character, this it stops being a satire and it starts being a celebration. I'm like, oh, this is. Even the show's creators have lost sight of, of, of what this is supposed to be
0: And then so, they make him sympathetic for his actions Exactly and it, it, it reinforces that belief
1: And then he becomes like a cult hero instead And mm-hmm. so this is the So this is a long way away of going Sacha Baron Cohen does such a good job It it, it could potentially be damaging <laughs> If you don't get the joke And, yeah. and, and, and it, It's an interesting, interesting Sort of um, Debate um, and then I'm trying to think if there's any secondary characters who really warrants a good conversation. Um, the babysitter? The babysitter, I yeah. think. And the babysitter is a legit babysitter and does not know she's being part of a motion picture. She thinks she's in a documentary. just a little bit. She thinks she's yeah. in a legit documentary about grooming young girls to be sold or given away to older men, which is timely considering the Jeremy oh. Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein? Jeremy? Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey. Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Um, thing that would have been blowing up around the time this is being made. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think she comes across. It was interesting because I'm sitting there going, "It's poorly written." So now that I know, that it it's it's not legit. So it took me a couple of scenes to go, "Okay, this isn't." It's it's not poorly written anymore. Hmm. I am wondering how we got to these conversations in an organic fashion.
0: <laughs> it's it's strange because I think for us we're seeing in this thing of like, oh, it's just like making fun of America. But I know people that were like, yeah, these are just conversations that Americans just have, which was this really weird thing of I think it depends on where you're from as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was also and something that was done, I think, relatively well in the first one. You know, we clearly have uh, deep cultural um, – we have as many ju- forms of juxtaposition as we can. So we have yeah. our, our, our Bulgarian a- a- actress, but we have a black American from the south, from Texas, right?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we put them together, and there's going to be different just about every capacity whatsoever. Now, th- there are a few devices which help this conversation take place. We have the the the, the, the device of the book.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, there's sort of a, a book that celebrates. Um, Tutars is that her name? Tutar? Uh, oh yeah, Tutar. Yeah. Tutars culture and sort of the instruction for how women in, 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 of her—I'm uh, trying to keep this a spoiler free as spoiler phrase as possible—are are supposed to behave, and and so that sort of opens that conversation up um, there, and it's an it, it opens up that narrative about female empowerment that you were referring to earlier, and I think as a whole, um, that message comes through. I think that ends up being kind of the overarching story at, at the end of this is, is you know, Tutar sort of breaking free of her cultural shackles and finding empowerment um, and acceptance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say so. There's It's really interesting, but at first I was going and thinking it's a satire and there is a lot of just genuine, like, morals, I think is the best way I could say it, where it's like, because the first woman they really go to that Tutar sees is this woman who is – I think she's a, sh- she says she's a sugar baby. and it's Oh, is all this, about how you- this
1: is the Instagram influencer. Yeah, and she's like, oh. well, you have to
0: be submissive, and men only like submissive people. And I think the fact that that's the first woman that she really gets to see and talk to compared to later on is – like, shows a progression of – how society
1: can view people, and I think it's important because it shows a, it's the first person, but b, it's it's an American viewpoint or an American framed perspective of the same yeah. viewpoint that women need to be submissive, women need to be weak, don't talk too much, make sure you look pretty, da 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 da, and therefore a the danger in something like Instagram and social media in actually holding us to the same shackles that um. That these sort of, we would think, you know, far Central Asian, I think, is where, where they refer to yeah. Kazakhstan as being from. But these very old, old, old world mindsets.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think the whole the whole joke of the first borrow is, like, people who are culturally impaired and don't underst- – like, because it's someone that's not American, they don't think that they'd understand the same values as, like, a first world country. But in this, it's almost putting it on its head that that first world country now is so – devoid of that same sort of humanity as they think they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else that you want us to talk about on, on, on the good side of it, things that you really liked about the film? Mm, nothing that I can't get into spoiler. Okay. About. Then let's do the, the things that weren't so hot that we can do spoiler free. I'll start in the sense that this movie, despite being an hour and a half, this movie overstays its welcome. It goes on way too long.
0: Yeah, there's, there is a point where it becomes a film. Yeah. Instead of a mockumentary and that was the only bit where it does trail off
1: and I'd actually argue that's where Tutar sort of becomes more involved in the storyline and starts kind of exploring it's weird because they want the reaction of her going places and having people react they want those cutaways to those yeah. awkward things that she says but in the same breath, it tries to be a film at the same time. And it just feels like it. I guess the problem when you have like almost sketch based comedy in the first half is you can actually it feels like you've been watching a lot longer than you have.
0: Yeah, it it's on this. I think the best way to describe it is Eric Andre, where like a good part, uh, part of Eric Andre is an interview with the celebrity that doesn't know that this is like about to go balls to the wall. So it's like someone like Jack Black. And then all of a sudden they get like a naked intern out and shoot him and make him, like, do a cage match. And Jack Black's like, oh, okay, this is where this is going. And then they just change it to, oh, we're in public, we're going to now, like, confuse people in, like, a green man suit. But it teeters into that thing of part of it becomes scripted and becomes a story, which is what Borat 2 does, yeah. but it doesn't do it as seamlessly.
1: No, it gets to be, I mean, even bits, and we played a little bit of a clip at the end from the big um, face-off between Borat and the babysitter. And... It's just, it, it sort of works on the context of the, of, of the plot they're trying to create, but in the same breath, it doesn't, because it's kind of chunky and clunky, and you're like, okay, we're back, okay, why is this? Now, the form of a mockumentary allows voiceovers to guide us in this direction, but I didn't feel it still uh, got there in the end. I guess we talked about some of the bad, the bits where I'm going... um I'm not sure all the jokes hit, and I'm sure. I think as a result, there's a lot of misogynistic, a lot, a lot of anti-Semitic. And, oh yeah, that's
0: the one thing I'll talk about in a second. Oh,
1: just, just there's, there's a lot of that, and oh, yeah. one joke, two jokes becomes one. And I'm sorry, I get the, miso- I, I get the whole female empowerment storyline, and, and I fully support that it was the same joke told to me over and over and over and over and over again for an hour and a half. Yeah. In many ways. I'm like, I, I I get it. Here's some misinformation about women or about what they're supposed to be allowed to do or capable of doing, but it was just over and over and over and over and over again. At some point, there's a law of diminishing returns where I'm going, yeah, I've, I've heard this one before, no matter how good the joke is when it's, when it's the 50th of the same sort of punchline, it, it, it's going to fall on, 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 if not death ears, than oppositional ears. So I struggled with that, which is why some of my, my, my favorite scenes, I think, were ones that departed and took me somewhere new or did something different. So there is uh, that. Anything else you want to talk about on the negative side?
0: Uh, not that I can talk about w- without spoilers
1: as well. Okay, so I think we're yeah. time for a judgment then. I think it's time for a see it or skip it. I will bring up at this point, Liam was supposed to be joining us for this, and he just said he, <laughs> he said, I'd have anything really good I could say about this film. So I'm going to say that, <laughs> I'm going to guess that Liam's a skip it <laughs> on the see it, skip it scale. I'd, I'd guess that. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, I, I can guess, I guess, where you're going to go, but go ahead and give your
0: yeah i'm gonna say skip it. i think even if you don't enjoy it, it's an interesting time capsule for what last year was and even then it's it's interesting to see people's reactions to how everything happened
1: do you know that you said skip it
0: did i yeah you did i meant see it <laughs> oh
1: no i just thought because you were skip it i was like i kind of went oh because i was surprised yeah. <laughs> and you gave I me just all just justification.
0: about this film and i'm <sighs> like no i don't see it
1: <laughs> i am so torn on this one about what to do I'm going to argue it's a see it and it's just the last five minutes saves the film. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just going to say the last five minutes. I think <laughs> saves because I was really going. I was I was totally in see it country until about the 45 minute one hour mark where I actually stopped it when how much longer is in this film and was stunned. I'd only been watching it for an hour. I thought I was coming up on an hour 40 or something like that. Ooh. And then uh and then I sort of made it through the end and I felt it was losing its way. And in the last five minutes, I went, what? okay, okay, it's enough that it justifies elements that I thought weren't important. And of course, it speaks to what we said, where the world was changing around them and they had to do a rewrite. Yeah. So, and, and 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 they pulled that off. So that is, so we've got two seeds, although one of which is very tenuous and one absolute skip it from our absent friend. So uh we are now going to uh hit the break on this and after the spoiler break we will then we've done the see it we're gonna skip it now we're gonna spoil it so uh we'll catch you after the spoiler break and we are back into spoiler country. If you do not want to have the film spoiled for you, this is the part where you turn off your listening device. We thank you for listening to the podcast, but don't let us ruin the film for you. So, <laughs> so if this isn't subsequent movie film, maybe this is theater skip it subsequent spoilerville. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I try. I try. Um, so I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll let you have the floor because you were you were definitely biting your tongue on a on a bunch of things there. Why don't you go ahead and get whatever it is you need to off your chest right away?
0: Okay, so I cackled at the fact that they their plot twist is there's a plot twist that I didn't see coming in this film, which is Borat creates causes COVID.
1: Yeah, which I thought
0: was hilarious. Um, and very well done considering to get like a Tom Hanks cameo as well for it.
1: I didn't see this coming at all.
0: Oh, no. We, my friends and I, when we saw we were like legitimately screaming.
1: Because we went, oh, of course. This <laughs> did cause me to sit up. And when they showed me things that like things that you think are just cheap throwaway gags to the first yeah. film. The gypsy tears being injected into him as a way yeah. to bring him luck and keep him safe. It's it's super intelligent the idea about the, about COVID being manufactured in this case not by the Chinese but but, but by the Kazakhs. Mm. and this is their revenge for the world laughing at them in in number one because um, um, Borat is told if you can't give your daughter away don't come home or you will die and he only susses it out when he's brought before the the premier and he goes nope 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 can't can't be doing that. So, um, he's like, you you're, you know, people make mistakes sometimes and off he walks mm. and, and lets them look upon what, I mean, what, what's a glorious usual suspect's callback. <laughs> <laughs> where he sees the board, and then he goes through all of the flashbacks in his head, including that even that ridiculous thing where we see the steamship going all over, and we oh, just think yeah. it's because we think it's just because Kazakhstan's got a really poor idea of how they're going to get, you know, they won't even fly Borat directly, but you actually find out this is causing just the so spread he can of go COVID.
0: To Wuhan wet market, I love that. Well,
1: because he has to do that, and he also has yeah. to go to Australia because Australia is where Tom Hanks picks up COVID. Yeah. So they, it was it was just really. That part was really cleverly done, and you can yeah. sort of... And this is the part which saves the film for me, is is this twist. And I go, okay, I can kind of forgive this overall, because it was really clever, I thought.
0: Yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting. That was the the takeaway I had from it the first time I saw it, and then I saw it a second time, like, a bit recently just for, for this, and I was like, it's, it's funny now in retrospective, seeing it as, like, a first shock, but then it's like, okay, that's the punchline, that's how they need to get to the ending. I think when I first saw it, my main thing was like, "Oh, I want to see this." uh, Oh God, what's his name? Uh, The Trump uh, Rudy Giuliani. Okay. That was the that was the big like advertising thing. Like, oh, we we got Rudy Giuliani on tape. We got him doing all this, and that was like the big. I think that the big rush. A lot of people wanted to go see it
1: ruler giuliani's a, uh, a really interesting figure because of course he's mayor in new york city during 9 yeah. 11 and is hailed as a hero and then fast forward 20 years and uh it's a very different viewpoint and he's v- that one video clip they show now granted it's one video clip about a but he's very rude in that clip oh, where he's yeah. telling someone else just to shut up and they're a moron and all this stuff um Giuliani claims that when he lays so just to, to remind everybody if it's been a yeah. bit he's doing the interview with Tatar or Tutar and um she's acting very very she's acting very much like the like the influencer tells her to act like yeah. you're scared and he's grabbing her hands and he's telling her she's doing great and um fake Borat comes in as the sound guy and off he goes and they go into a bedroom to get I don't know to whatever it is but he sits down on the bed she takes off his microphone he untucks his shirt she untucks his shirt he lays down on the bed and he puts his hands down his trousers now he would. his people would later claim he was going to tuck his shirt back in I don't think for a moment that's what he's doing <laughs>
0: It's really interesting because it's like one clip, but it's so, and obviously this is all you can do in the edit. You can can easily make someone look threatening in the edit. You get the music going, you get like different angles and cuts, but it's with how everything is. It's so, it's so damning.
1: It is so damning. Uh, I'll say that. I mean, we just to say this off the hop. The yeah. actress Plaintiff's heart is nowhere near 15 years of age. No. She's like 25. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing untoward in that capacity. I think we could, we could argue that in the... Um, the context in the, of the film. In the context of the film. But in yeah. the exchange we see... Now, whether... She, we're not there i doubt she sits down and tells him i'm a reporter for this group and i'm 15 years of age i don't think she's doing that it seems like she's instigating things when they get to the bedroom without question she takes the microphone out she untucks his shirt she insists on she's touching his arm she's touching his leg um i don't know if giuliani's married um apparently I think he is okay apparently he's had yeah. scandals before so you know at, at worst you're gonna say or best, i don't know you're gonna say he's he's about to engage in extramarital relations
0: yeah
1: okay with someone who he just met and you know take that for whatever it's um worth i suppose uh it is damning though it is the idea oh, of yeah gotcha is what this is this is a gotcha moment and i think for the audience ends up being the great payoff because we did see the mike pence attempt earlier which actually they they, they weren't gonna get within 100 yards of of mike pence
0: oh i love that mike pence thing oh do you yeah when he, when he come when he comes into the thing just with uh was it the trump so that that whole thing at the rnc was really really interesting because when it first happened all the photos kept popping up on Twitter, like the guy in the KKK suit. And someone was like, Oh look, there's a KKK member at the RNC. This is what what you see. And then I see the film and I go, Oh, it's yeah. just such a Baron Cohen.
1: It's, it's so like an episode of some stunt. Oh my God. I can't believe they're doing this television yeah. show mixed in with the narrative of a film. It, it's such a weird juxtaposition. Um, and I mean the iron it was a funny bit the bit with the kKK robe was a funny bit. the fact that I mean and here are the messages, right No one challenges the guy in the kKK yeah. robe as he walks through. people I think look it's the
0: punchline as well where he's like oh it's okay, I'm just Stephen Miller
1: yeah people look uh, could do you want to give some context on that
0: see, I always get them con- uh confused up with uh, Stephen Crowder as well, but Stephen Miller, as far as I'm aware, I'm just going to do a quick Google to make sure i'm right yeah he uh is like a a, a uh, republican political uh person okay uh, he, i think he was he was part of the the white house director of uh, speech writing to trump oh, okay. uh, at the beginning of his uh like his his first term
1: and obviously the insinuation is that at the very least he's got um white supremacist overtones i suppose
0: yeah okay. uh from what uh the articles are, are saying that i'm looking at now all
1: right excellent um but just the idea that we have these cutaways and no one's willing to challenge they might look uncomfortable but no one's like slapping on the back and saying, ha, welcome. But the idea that no one's challenging this, and I think these are part of the criticisms we have for large, not criticisms, this is what the film is criticizing in, in, in these situations, is the, what we are allowing, what we are tolerating, what we, what, what, what they are tolerating in, in, in America currently. Or at least of its time. And is that part of the reason why you end up with Trump? And Sasha Baron Cohen said he wanted to, he had to get this film out before the election because he wanted it to have an impact, which is why the last message on, on it is vote. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's that. Um, I did appreciate, uh, some, I, some, for my money, the best example, the best scene where someone's just riffing off people. It's got to be that scene at the, at the outdoor rally.
0: Oh yeah,
1: because you've got all these uh, alt-right guys, and like the number of like semi-automatic weapons they've just happened to got in their hands.
0: There's one guy that like straight up does like a Nazi salute. Oh, there's at more some than, point. there's more
1: than one yeah. guy. If you look at the song at various points, there's three or four people who oh, rather than, God. rather than raise their hand like straight up, like, like, who wants that? And you'd go, who wants ice cream? You'd go, yeah, I want ice cream. And you sort of put your hand up in kind of like a crooked motion where it kind of makes like a, I'm actually doing it on camera as we currently <laughs> say, but to, to, to sort of respond in a yes, no question by just lifting your arm straight up in a Nazi salute. I'm like, that is. It was it was such a shock, and the irony is because um, there's these lines, you know, um, you know, journalist, journalist, what you're going to do? And the first one is to infect them all with the Wuhan flu, yeah, and then it's chop them up like the Saudis do, and then what is it? Gas them like the Germans used to do.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: And as they do that, the guys like, or do you, so he's like, "Do you want to do the bit about the Saudis, or do you want to do the Germans?" And when it's the Germans, the one guy like says, "Yes, I want." That's the one I want. But he does a Nazi salute in his way to indicate that that's the one he wants to do.
0: It was it was so strange, oh. like surreal to see it. Like not shocking, but just that they were able to get that on tape, and no one like even cared they were filmed doing it.
1: No, I mean, there are a few people who, who you, this is where the penny finally dropped for me. And I went yeah. some of this can't be real because some of them have got the blurred out faces, which means they couldn't get mm-hmm. consent to, to, to release the footage. Um, and so I mean, which makes you wonder how what kind of paperwork had Giuliani signed already <laughs> because they shot stuff that had Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. in it that had to be cut. Yeah. Yeah, I I know that much, whether it wasn't good enough or it brings down the tone or whatever the situation is. I mean, especially if you got Donald Trump, like how bad does that footage have to be to not use it?
0: I would have. I would love to. I'm sure the Donald Trump Jr. stuff would just be a cavalcade of just amazing chaos.
1: So, I mean, so I I, I liked, and that was, it was, it's weird because it is funny, but again, it's funny. I think that one especially lets us know that we're in on the joke because he's, because he's dressed up in a costume. He's dressed up in a costume, even beyond the Borat character. He's another level deep. And it's clear that we're supposed to be having this sort of mocking moment although it's really remarkable then when he's directing traffic to the two guys he's been living with for three four days these yeah. are the guys who he stays in character for yeah and he's telling him where his quote-unquote daughter is standing that no one clues in that he's got an ulterior motive in some capacity here
0: i'm guessing that has to have been shot on like another part like it it's i'm sure there are points where they filmed oh. somewhere else to give that illusion for for the story but
1: I don't know, because he's on the mm. same platform with the same band. It's mm. he's not going back there because this is where the riot basically happens. Oh, yeah. There's a thing where he had to they hired a private ambulance to get out of there. And he's literally holding the door shut himself as people oh, are trying to break like, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that's the danger. Like if you've acted a certain way and you're like, get him. It's like, well, hey, if he just filmed you acting as you currently as you just you showcasing your racist beliefs, you let your guard down like like an idiot and 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 they've got you dead to right so that, that that's on you it's on the guy filming
0: oh yeah I, that's why i think it's just it's so amazing that he's able to just bring it out with people
1: yeah um so was that i mean what are some other ones we've got we haven't talked all about tutar, and so um i think the big one that jumps out to me oh there's a couple i mean i think one is the bit where I mean, it's funny but jeez is it dark um he buys Tatar a cupcake and it has a baby on oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yep. she accidentally, as the storyline would have you believe, she eats the baby. And I guess the baby's plastic or something like that? Yeah. You're not supposed yeah. to eat the baby. And so they go to a women's health facility, which ironically, and I guess this is the parody, the women's health facility is actually not about that. It's a um, it's a faith-run, church-run thing to talk you out of having the abortion and instead
0: yeah. it's like an anti-planned parenthood
1: yeah yeah and so we have this minister and i i do feel for him in the sense that obviously information has been withheld from him so he thinks we are talking about a literal baby yeah and they're clearly not and they're using words like borat supposed to be tatar's father he's saying things like i wanted to give her pleasure so but now there's a baby inside her and she really enjoyed it i wanted to give her a treat because she was a good girl
0: He did it around the back with the bin so no one could see yeah
1: and, and this is the bit where i'm going um because liam and i were talking about it and he goes he goes this has got to be uh, i said i said I said, surely. As I don't care if you're a minister, you've got to call the police on this if you've got a situation where the father's just admitted to impregnating his daughter. Because he does the speech about, well, that's what's not important. What's important is that we're here now and we need to address the situation yeah. as it is. And I'm like, no. If you got a situation where a father's coming with his 15 year old, and I think they even say she's 15, 15. In other words, I doubt it's that much better if she's of age. But it's it's like another level to, to like yeah. of wrongness and it's just going what do you do and so i think you would have to call but it does it's I, it's funny but it's 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 really quite dark in its in its humor there the
0: second you think about it from like anyone else's perspective go oh no this would actually be like an awful situation but in the moment it is it's great
1: yeah is there another one with Tatar that kind of comes up in, in or another scene you want to talk about that comes up as being good, funny, indifferent, bad, some um, sort of thing?
0: I think when Tuta goes to the to the women's conference that's what I and have. sort of like gets to experience her first sort of how do I word this for like a PG way? Uh, a, a pleasure event. Let's let's say that she goes to the toilet and and relieves herself. In because a
1: while. before this, she's had a conversation with the babysitter where her book has fallen out, and the book suggests that her vagina has teeth, and that if she were to dare um, masturbate, then. Um, the teeth would eat her, would would cause her physical harm. And it's, of course, it's so over the top. But but it speaks to, I guess, this idea of what we do with feminine sexuality versus male sexuality and who's allowed yeah. to because, you know, Borat, he's all about sexy time. And, and that's and, and a big part of the first one is actually about a masturbatory scene, you know, over over a magazine or a booklet. Uh, and then we have the clear it couldn't be more polarized in the second half where Tatar's not allowed to have those expressions. She's talked into it by the babysitter. And props to her for being really quite open, I suppose. Oh yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, I do it all the time. Sasha right. Baron Cohen called her the moral compass. Of the film. But they only paid her like five grand or something like this for the film. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then it was only because someone started, like, I think it was a GoFundMe film. It, it was, it was like a hundred grand or something. It was
1: a pastor at her church, actually.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: So I believe what happens is that Sasha Baron Cohen gives 150 grand to the church. Ah. Okay. To her church. Um, So, you know, props. I should
0: have done that beforehand. I
1: think you could have paid her more. Yeah. If I, I, if I guess it's brand, hard. I, don't think it's I guess it's hard because if you give her like a hundred grand, she'd probably cotton's on that this isn't a documentary because what she thinks is she's part of a documentary um and also remarkable because this is another problem they had in the film which is people recognizing Sasha Baron Cohen in yeah. his Borat so that's why he has to have so many disguises is because he legitimately is it's more so to do with Bruno when he was shooting Bruno people recognized him way too easily and so it caused all these problems but back to the situation where she gets in front of the microphone at this Republican women's leaders meeting and talks yeah. about how she, you know everybody should be uh, exploring their bodies for, yeah. for their own enjoyment and um, she wants people to like, like you know, say it with me and chant with me, and clap. and some people clap, and some women are getting ready to leave, and it's a really awkward situation um, where I think the women, some of them are, is one specifically who I think is torn between wanting to uh, endorse this young woman's moment of discovery and empowerment, but then in the same breath, going, you know, these are the one woman says like these are things that we do in the privacy of our own homes and we don't yeah. talk about it. Now, is that part? It, is she being what's the preferred reading is it that what she says is correct and we should all but we should just all be really really quiet about it or is it or is the message that we should all just be really open about it at which point there becomes i I don't is this a commentary on what's on on not censoring yourself i don't know what it is
0: i think it was partially that and also like sort of not taking a jab but talking about sort of how republican christian belief sometimes at least in america is very like women can't explore themselves you can't explore your like women's liberation sexually is sort of not to be spoken about and if you do it you do it in private and you don't like bring it up ever to anyone else
1: because i mean that scene goes on a long time yeah that's the bit where, where I sort of started to feel fatigue for the film was, was that bit. And then, you know, she's walks across this parking lot and the women are driving the cars and she's realizing everything that's been said is wrong. And this is where she finds the Facebook thing that says the Holocaust never happened. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah. oh, so I do like the fact that it was never shot at social media. So that's Instagram and Facebook. I do like the yeah. fact that she's wrong about something too, just because she finds something out for the first time. Don't. Maybe it's this message about don't believe, don't let somebody else tell you what to believe all the time, whether it's Facebook or it's your parents or, or, or anything like that. There's, there's a certain amount of, I think, also responsibility that we each have for the sources we allow to talk to us. And the most powerful message, therefore, becomes that of the babysitter who actually speaks of her own personal experience. Mm. Um, I want to talk briefly, at least, about when Borat goes into the synagogue.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up uh, as well. Because
1: it's prefaced oh. earlier when they go for the plastic surgeon and he talks about what a Jewish nose looks like and he really overemphasizes the, the proportions of a Jewish nose. Now, he is Jewish. He's part of that culture. Okay, fine. Uh, absolutely, that gives you some right to sort of uh, mine that area for, for, for comedy. Like he's, he's nowhere near the first Jewish comedian to do something like that or any comedian of any group. You sort of yeah. have the right, therefore, to use that and point out as part of satire sometimes or even just commentary, something within that, that community, because you're part of that community and you have the right to sort of go there. Yeah. Um, then he goes into the synagogue and he's wearing this ridiculous getup as he tries to fit in, he claims, as Jewish. And he's met by these two lovely little old Jewish ladies. Yeah. Including one who's a Holocaust survivor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and character... <clears throat> In, in, in the script, Borat is thrown because now he believes there was no Holocaust. Yes. So let's break this through because this legitimately isn't scripted. So he goes into a synagogue. Now, how much prep the producers did, I don't know. But he goes into the synagogue wearing this getup and not screaming, but suggests in a very kind of um, um, pensive, melancholic way that the Holocaust never happened and is corrected by someone who saw it. And again, that is the great thing. As a po- much as like the babysitter, this woman here is, I saw it. Yeah. Um, the sad part is she dies before the film comes out.
0: Yeah, I... And this is the thing. I. This is where I'm kind of torn about the fact that he goes into a synagogue dressed like this to a woman who was part of the Holocaust and died. Now, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen said that afterwards he felt like he had to tell her that this was a mockumentary and it wasn't actually real i'm i'm hoping i'm really hoping Uh, that he did because uh, it's the fact that she's died that makes me just i hope so too yeah
1: my question would be he doesn't tell the babysitter
0: yeah
1: maybe because she's a holocaust survivor i yeah i so want this i so want this to be true i'm not sure it is but i so want but i have no other way to prove so i have to go with what sasha baron cohen says so i i hope it's right i do um she is so and she gets the hero at it. i mean she is great and she without anger without judgment re-educates this man in her eyes
0: sits down and talks to him normally like you can tell that she's tired of the fighting. She just she just wants to.
1: She comments on the size of her nose and then says, "Look at my friend. Look at her nose. It's, see, it's not large." He goes, "Well, it's larger than yours." And I'm like, "Jeez." Oh, <laughs> um, and this is the part where I get being dedicated to your craft. I do. I do. Get, I get the idea of being committed to the story you want to tell. I do. But you just, you sought out this scene. This is something yeah. that you plan to have happen. And I guess this is kind of where I wanted to go. It's a nice part in the podcast to do it about the ethics of what he does in these films to present himself as one thing as a means to parody what's going on but by doing so by representing yourself by an, it, it's it's entrapment and not even within your real self but within a fictional character you've created so you can say whatever it is you want um and I'm not trying to suggest any sort of victimization for Rudy Giuliani, nor for the alt right at the rally, um, but individuals almost went like back to Borat one: the three frat guys on the on on the bus, or um, these two little ladies here, or um, the 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 plastic surge. Oh, the woman who like oh, who yeah. like decorates the cake. With this anti-Semitic message, because if someone's willing to pay you for something, you just go ahead. Hey, it's his words, not mine, but I'll be the act which does it.
0: From what I heard, apparently that was the same bakery that had the whole controversy about like the uh, they wouldn't sell, they wouldn't make a baker a gay cake. As far as I'm aware, that's if that's, that's true,
1: and that's awesome, and I totally yeah. take back what I said, <laughs> <laughs> they deserve every bit of that. Jeez, can you for all these faces to appear on screen? Like how how airtight are these waivers they're signing? You know what I mean. They,
0: they, they have to be. I remember he did a show in 2017, I think, called This Is America, okay. or uh, Who, is, Who Is America? Something like that. And uh, Sacha Baron Cohen is really di- different people. He's like, one's like an Israeli, like, terrorist kind of caricature, at least to the eyes of the American people. There's one that's like a very big, fat Republican Texan man. And it's like, he goes to see like Bernie Sanders. And he's like, well, if you go to give the 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 one the ninety nine percent put them in the one percent you got one hundred percent into one percent and like it's just to to get a rise out of him, and like even yeah. then the wave is apparently for that Bernie Sanders was saying was like so tight that he couldn't talk about it for ages and like
1: wow. it's difficult
0: because it's Bernie Sanders but even like the normal people it's just like yeah
1: um. To, even those two guys he ends up with for a while and he's been yeah. three days with and we get a whole bunch of stuff and they seem to find those out to like him but some of the rhetoric that they come out with the idea of a democrats are trying to Eat to baby. steal <laughs> well, yeah but trying to yeah. steal our country and they want to destroy yeah. america and i've got some friends in the states and i i see this rhetoric pop up on facebook and things like yeah. that and i'm going it, it, this notion that somehow like You say the biggest lie possible, and we see it in mass in the rally. We see it kind of working to its fullest extent there. But this idea that you believe these polarizing—this is my team, this is your team—and the team who's opposite me must be morally evil, and they want to destroy America, and they want—I don't really. But it's a snapshot into that mindset. You get yourself in an echo chamber, and you can put out the most obscure things, not obscure, uh, the most reprehensible things. And so at one point, Borat says, because they say, unfortunately, there's things I'd like to, the, the, one of the guys says, there's things I'd like to do to them, but they're considered illegal. And they've unfortunately got the same rights as, as you and me. And Borat says, I think they should have less rights than me. And he goes, Yeah, me too. And I'm like, this is, but if we, if what you love about America is these, these, these ideals that are so often, uh, presented as the backbone of america i mean individual freedom and liberty supposed to be first among them and it's not just that it's just for people who think and act like you
0: was well, he even that line where he's like, Oh, do you think uh the, the COVID is more dangerous than the Democrats? It's like, oh no, the Democrats.
1: Democrats are more dangerous yeah. than COVID. I mean, it was an interesting snapshot when you got the Mike Mike Pence saying there's only been one new case. We've got fifteen oh, total cases. Who looking at it now with, with, with the numbers that have have come out of the states and it's uh that was remarkable. Mm. So I mean there's a little bit of audience superiority for us, where we get to know the end of the story to both. Oh, it's it's sort of was it po-
0: uh, poetic irony or yeah, uh, yeah. D- dramatic, dramatic irony, irony for sure. Yeah. It, yeah,
1: but I mean, it was both funny and, and incredibly sad hmm. to see people rallying and going yes, yes, and going there's a whole lot of pain to come. Hmm. Um, and so maybe that's part of the. Borat I enjoyed the most was seeing things a year and a half ago in a fictional but not fictional world and feeling audience superiority, which is a, a big thing in... in. It was a part of that, I think. There's, there's a lot of that in, in this film. And so I'm going to argue that's not the message either. I think that's where a lot of the humor comes from. So the two dangerous things is you're either so far... um. In the dark, that you look at the character of Borat and you start celebrating that, which we talked about already. The second misreading is to feel so smug and superior, you don't feel that this actually applies to you, your life, or who is in the middle, which I don't think that's Sasha Baron Cook. I think he wants you to laugh, but I think he wants you to think. And I don't think that's his message either, is just to view this as just comedy. I think there's obviously a middle ground where he wants you to laugh, but he wants you to, to act. Which is why you get that final message of vote. In his own eyes, I think this is his do the right thing. I think he thinks this is his sort of yeah. call I, to I, call to action.
0: I think he he was like, I think this is what what I want to to try and help save the election, which is like commendable. But I don't think it would be Borat that would do it. But,
1: no, not, not, nor do I think it's yeah. Borat who did it. I, oh, uh,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I refuse to believe that there's another world. Borat 2 doesn't come out when it means that like the election was different.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Somehow <laughs> this isn't like, like Sasha Baron Cohen's Bill and Ted moment where he like saves humanity. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, And so uh, they asked him about doing a third film and he went, A, a he went, I don't think there's a reason for it. But there'd have to be a reason for it. And secondly, he said he's never been in more physical danger than he has been filming this uh, filming this film on two occasions. He wore bulletproof vests and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So it's just a matter of going, I'm not gonna go here uh, again, probably. And I don't think we need a third Borat film. I'm not sure we need this oh, I'm sure we need the first one. (laughs) But (laughs) but I think it's the idea that if you do another one, then it's just it's another Borat film.
0: Yeah, it stops being like sort of a showcase and a snapshot of like America at a time of a lot of civil unrest. Because at the first time, the first part was like after 9-11 and it when when there was a lot of like anti-Muslim resurrect. And it was very, again, sort of very heavily Republican and like the belief yep. of my country first all this. And it, it it's that same thing of it at that peak. It's reached that peak more than the first part where it's like, OK, now it's. Now it's a big snapshot of America at a very, very bad time.
1: Yeah, um, and if you keep doing it, it loses that message and becomes just another media property. Yeah. Oh, it's the new Borat film. <laughs> oh, it's not as good as the old stuff, and it becomes instead that. Yeah. So I think that should be um, the end of it. I would, I would sort of hope. Let's just uh, maybe, uh, um, which, which moment, which scene, which thing? What made you laugh the most?
0: Oh
1: god! I don't. I I'll am, tell you. What, I'll go with mine, and yeah. it might give me some time to think.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for me, it was the. I th- was it called the fertility dance?
0: Oh my god! I forgot about oh. that. Yeah, and to it was great. Like having her period.
1: Yeah, and it's another yeah. one of those. Another one of those taboos that we're going to throw apart. The idea that we dress these girls in. Uh, in these very cotillion-esque kind—is cotillion the right word? Um, but yeah. these very old South kind of traditions about a debutante ball, and the fathers are dancing with their daughters, and this idealized weird thing mm. about the the daughter on the edge of um, physical maturity uh, of sexuality, and then we pair them with their father in this very innocent thing, uh, and and then she says that she's on her period and they go, well, let's do the dance of fertility of Kazakhstan. And it's just a chance to, um, it's good. Cause the, the dance is so wacky. It's everybody clapping and gets their attention. And then, uh, she reveals, um, her, her, bloody sort of status if you will <laughs> and it it completely creeps and freaks everybody out and it's this last taboo i guess that why is this not you know i don't think anyone's i don't think he's suggesting to showcase it on this level but the idea to go like this shouldn't be obviously it's exaggerated for great effect at the end she sort of lays down her dress is fully hiked up and she's almost doing like a degeneration x kind of you know gesture towards towards a crotch but i think in the idea of the of, of of the old south in all of its kind of um idealized way to put that in the middle of it i thought was quite funny and this is the part where i'm still like yeah dad and daughter road trip across america funny film so that was me i uh
0: i was thinking about it now I absolutely loved the there's a recurring joke where Borat goes like a fax machine. Uh, <laughs> I did, I
1: I meant to talk about him, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and he goes to talk back to the president of Kazakhstan is like uh, just send sup. And he just sends that as like the fax and they wait like 5 minutes and gets back sup.
1: Yeah. And the, and the guy's I, handwriting I is know. atrocious. <laughs> but you got to wonder like what number are they punching in here cuz I don't think it's Kazakhstan. I so <laughs> And they got, like, this great letterhead and all this sort of stuff. And he makes the guy read it to him. You will be executed. Well, that's not very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I guess we're going to sell my daughter. and gives him, like, a high five. Uh, I, I love how, like, just unaware and unconcerned all the people are. Even, like, the guy when they're trying to bite the cage for the daughter is like, oh, how many women can this fit? He's like, oh, maybe I'm, like, three or four women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, IMDb ranked this. It's currently at 6.7, which is which is quite low, actually, especially for a film that's won a Golden Globe for best, uh, best picture, even if it is the musical or comedy. Um, I think with something as, um, as something as critical of american society as it is i think that's going to have an effect on this the critics went 85 percent. maybe this is more of a critical darling than it is an, an audience crowd pleaser i'd be very curious what the reaction would have been had it made it to cinemas
0: i don't think it would have been i don't well i don't think many people have seen it as much i wouldn't have paid money to see it in the cinema just because this isn't like a this, – this is a film that definitely makes more sense being straight to streaming.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially considering what the content of the film ended up being. It's mm. it's, it's perfect for it. Um, this is a much more critical film than the first one. Am I right? Oh, extremely. Yeah, okay. And therefore, that could have been difficult because I think you would have felt less like you were in on the joke. Because there was nothing in the first one that was explicitly – Anti-American per se or anti-republican per se, it was just let's put Borat in weird situations in the first one.
0: It's it's weird looking back at it now. Like it it's definitely more because i was looking at some reviews just now that were like one star on imdb because
1: there's a (laughs) slew
0: of them it's like oh it's it's this isn't the Bora i know it's very woke and pc and everything which it's not it's not very pc like a lot of those scenes on pc yeah it's Um, i'd argue it's not
1: even that what's the woke part the fact that women should be treated as equals to men like that's the the big push is when she says you love me the same maybe as 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 your sons and he goes no more and that's the big sort of end result
0: yeah But a lot of it's like, oh, it's so political, it's not the same Borat as before, like, all this. But even the first Borat is very, it's critical of American values in the sense of it criticizes people of privilege who don't understand different cultures outside of America. But it wasn't as on the nose, as this? I think it's because it's very it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, uh, like, not anti, well, it's anti-Trump in the way that they, they show, they always, like, make fun of him, they call him McDonald Trump and, like, all of this kind of stuff. I think it's very because it's, it can be seen as political in the same way that when he makes fun of Bush in the first one, it's it doesn't have that same following, I feel.
1: i'll I'll tell you what uh i appreciated the fact that he didn't go super hard into trump on this one Uh, that because that's the danger with trump is you blame everything on trump yeah and then he's not indicative of a larger problem it's just the trump problem this isn't really the trump problem this is sort of a, a commentary on an oppressive far right yeah that 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 limits its citizens and it's forget citizens just celebrates it limits people in 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 this cavalcade of ways. And so by by going after Pence and Giuliani and just other sort of you know the, the rally and things along that line, it sort of spreads it to its grassroots situation.
0: There's even a great scene where like cuz they focus more on like the cabinet as well. So it's like, "Oh, what about uh, Brett Kavanaugh? Oh, he's yeah. in jail. What about this guy? Yeah, he's, he's in jail. jail. Like he like all, under investigation." And I I like that they actually break away from everything else that also affected America.
1: Yeah. So um, that is kind of where we sat with that. I mean, um, I think it's a film I've enjoyed a lot more sitting down and talking about it than I did necessarily on first watch. I was really struggling in that last twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Even the Giuliani stuff just barely got me kind of back into it, and then the 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 the, the, fin- the finale, the reveal of COVID, sort of brought me back. Uh, but overall, it's 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 a more fun one I think to analyze for me. I'm not sure if I sat down and watched this as if you're looking for Borat, a comedy. This probably isn't that. It's it's yeah, got funny it's like, moments, but it's not going to have that of because it's not. It's not like that one star review. Be the Borat we remember. Don't yeah. grow up, Borat. Be 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 that guy. Be 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 Barney Stinson, season one. Yeah. Um. So so yeah
0: it's it's a it's a it's a it is a snapshot it's it's a it's a cute snapshot of like what had happened i think is the best way to put it i saw this with friends at like early in the morning and i think seeing it with friends makes it a bit more enjoyable because everyone's riffing on it at the same time so i think sit just sitting down and watching it like as a normal film sometimes isn't the same because it's one of those like it's not like a group thing. I think if you see it in a, in a movie cinema, maybe it is different because you get everyone's sort of atmosphere and reaction. But
1: I wonder if that could make this come off like, like a really slapstick funny movie because laughter is contagious, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we do musical theater and there's a bit where the audience isn't laughing and they're supposed to and it feels like it's dead and then no one has the permission to laugh and it can drain. But There's other audiences you get where people laugh early and they get the idea it's okay to laugh and it's, it's so easy. I wonder what happens in a in a, in a cinema viewing rather than uh due to the nature of of its streaming release what happens then cuz it becomes a much more small group or even private kind of cuz in a theater you can't sit down to the person next to you and go what do you make of this? <laughs> Not too far? Like you can't do that in a yeah. theater. <laughs>
0: it's like I can't believe I'm saying this like with Avengers Infinity War that series <laughs> is what makes that that film by the end but with Bora, it's sort of like I see it with a couple friends, we laugh a bit, and we hear each other laughing on the call, but even then it's like, gut, gut laughs the entire time. Yeah. Because also, we can pause and just go like, when when the juice scene happened, we pause and went, okay, what's going on? Yeah. You, you can't do that in, in the cinema.
1: No. Absolutely can't uh people get mad at you i think if we do that <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we thought about borat subsequent movie film i'm just gonna throw a couple of quick promo out and go this is released on friday the 12th we are just a couple days away from recording on best film ever feed our anniversary show so everybody will know about this by the time this this hits our one year anniversary show where we're going back to back to the future back to the future part two will be the film du jour and we will go ahead and tackle that and ethan why don't you come and join us for that one that would be great to sort of if you've got the time oh, in your yeah. schedule
0: yeah, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah, of
1: we'll, we'll, we'll get the whole gang there for that one and we'll talk about kind of the year that uh was a little bit in uh and we we'll talk about it just felt like back to the future 2 was the was the right film for our one year anniversary because we started with number one let's move on to number two and maybe go back and much like marty mcfly take a little bit of a, of a look back at the way we were the first time around jeez i can only imagine what the sound quality is going to be like when i go back and listen to number one
0: i i listened to the dark night one a while ago for some reason i can't remember why and i was like oh wow it just sounded i know i listened to the frozen one before we did frozen oh, okay two. and i was yeah. like wow that's so different is it really yeah
1: yeah As a bunch of things i mean i think if, when we did the first one i mean I'm, i'll not talk too much because we're gonna give away what's going to happen on on the anniversary i remember being so nervous and hitting the mic and not really knowing we didn't have a format figured out i had some notes on a film but i didn't know how we were going to work around it and then to this we're clearly now that we've, we've kind of got the way that things the way that things go so definitely worth the going on that and if you are out there and you have any ideas about things that are that are out recently uh that are obviously available on on, on a streaming platform that seems to work best because the theaters the cinemas are shut uh, uh if you got something that you're like hey you guys should try this for a theater skip it let us know you probably have a much greater chance actually right now <laughs> influencing that decision <laughs> than you do if like a, a, like because the the main feed is booked for the next like i'm i kid you not with the exception of like windows where i'm like i need to let the panel pick films occasionally like we are booked for like a year and a half so <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, I've got my master plan sort of down on an Excel sheet. So, uh, I've got that more or less figured out with some windows for various things. But as far as someone going, Hey, you guys should do this. I don't have any room in the schedule for that sort of a thing. Oh. So, because you gotta let people pick their films. So that's what that is. So if you have any ideas about a see it or skip it, that's actually a good chance for us to go ahead and, and have a conversation. So let us know on the socials at best film ever pod on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter um outside of that that's really all i've got for for borat subsequent movie film ethan anything you want to add to that
0: i very nice (laughs) i i I was gonna see how long it took me to do that but
1: oh god (laughs) right towards the end it was very nice um i I wish i had i can't remember anything else besides very nice that i could use as sort of a uh
0: king in the castle (laughs) <laughs> there was this weird thing like borat one for me was the strange sort of cultural because i grew up like right when it was the the peak of like humor and everyone's like oh yeah my wife my wife this and it was the strange thing of i'd be at a friend's and somehow you would you'd always know someone whose older brother had like a copy that he got from a guy he knew and you had to watch it real quietly because the parents couldn't find out and then if you quote you'd get in like trouble for seeing it ah oh, 2006 was a weird time for like those jokes and i'm i'm kind of sad that my wife has come back
1: <laughs> yeah um so here we are we'll, we'll we're gonna get out now on this so um thank you for listening to our review of our cedar skip it on borat subsequent movie film uh i'll just say in closing anniversary show what you gonna do why not download it like we tell you to <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next time.
0: I was like, I was so concerned we were gonna go with that one.